Hi, welcome to another episode of the Visual Storytelling Today podcast. The show is designed for you, the marketer or entrepreneur, who may be looking for more effective ways to connect better with audiences through the exciting world of visual storytelling. We will introduce you to inspiring experts from diverse industries that bring fresh perspectives on how to capture attention, build trust, emotional empathy, and last but not least, drive business results. Enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Shlomi Ron. I'm the CEO of the Visual Storytelling Institute, and we are a think tank based here in sunny Miami, Florida. And we're all about bringing the gospel of visual storytelling from the world of art into marketing. So we do it by helping brands uh, connect, uh, better connect with their audiences through the power of visual storytelling. Uh, we provide consulting, training, and thought leadership like this podcast we're in right now. So if you want to learn more, check out visualstorytell.com. Today, I'm a little bit ex- excited because uh, the topic of today is something that we've all been reading and seeing in the news about the rise in uh, branded entertainment. And this is all kind of part of a much uh, bigger movement of young uh, consumers, you know, Gen Zs and even uh, millennials that pretty much uh, kind of uh, got sick of uh, looking at ads and really looking for something deeper with much more uh, empathy and something that talks about their pains and their worldviews. So we've seen, you know, this whole trend of brands kind of transitioning from a traditional interruption marketing ads, salesy material to more kind of engaging entertainment uh, products like films, TV shows, uh, and so forth. So to talk about uh, what this is all about, what is branded entertainment and why brands should care and really jump on this exciting <laughs> bandwagon, I invited uh, Chris Stefanik. He's the head of visual storytelling at uh, Wattpad. And I'm really excited about this because Wattpad is, Wattpad is really a leading social storytelling. And if you can imagine an audience of over 90 million users, a super creative uh, Gen Z folks that are writing uh, long form novels and stories. And Chris working uh, with brands to basically translate their uh, brand ideas into film entertainment based on those stories. So I thought this is an amazing uh, way to bring visual storytelling into new audiences in a very original way from grassroots, uh, you know, content that uh, young creators are, are making. So without further ado, you know, I'd like to welcome you, Chris. Uh, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Shlomi. Yeah, and uh, the title is Head of Global Brand Partnerships at Wattpad. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, perfect. Great. So before we jump right in, you know, maybe you can tell us a little bit about your backstory, you know, what was your kind of wow moment that made you get into the marketing and then later into branded entertainment? Yeah, happy to. So, you know, started my career in management consulting for, for a number of years, uh, doing a lot of digital digital strategy work, which which was a great place to kind of kickstart, but was always very passionate about uh, technology, how technology was shaping kind of uh, consumer behavior um, and, 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 and digital communities. And um, so ultimately uh, did a few different uh, digital kind of startups um, and a digital uh, uh, yep. kind of a, a stint at a digital media company in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually ended up at, at Wattpad. Uh, actually today is my 
eighth year anniversary oh, wow. at Wattpad on on the exact Congrats. day. Thank you. Yeah, so it's been it's been uh, been been quite some time here, and so I, I joined when we were about thirty five people or so. Yeah, weren't really generating a ton a ton of revenue, um, and really was brought on to figure out monetization with a small, really small yep. uh, group of folks. So we we tested a bunch of models. Eventually landed on at that time what we were calling native advertising, mm-hmm. um, and actually did our first project with 20th Century Fox for the Faulkner Stars. Yep. When we first ran that program, it was it was more um, text based storytelling. So mm-hmm. we actually created stories written by our top writers that were thematically linked to the movie, The Faulkner Stars. Oh, I see. Um, the results were, were amazing, right? Um, you know, what we also did was basically gave the, 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 the brand 100% share of voice of all of the ads that would sit in between chapters. Right. Um, so we knew we were onto something. And so I've continued to kind of scale the ads and partnerships business over the last eight years. But what we realized over the last really the last few, I'd say the last two years, is mm-hmm. is certainly a change in the overall ecosystem or really a clear thesis coming to, to, to my mind, which is yep. this younger audience is no longer watching linear TV. I mean, heck, millennials were already cord cutters. Gen Z right. is the next audience. Yep. Wattpad is predominantly a Gen Z community. In fact, one in three Gen Z females are on the platform. Um, you know, they're looking to be entertained in other places like Netflix, like Disney+. Plus like Hulu, like TikTok, like Wattpad. Um, so some of those places you can buy your way in, but many mm-hmm. of them you can't. Disney plus Netflix, you can't just buy ad space there. And so what we're seeing yeah. is that there is really a need um, and a desire for brands to be producing original content to reach this audience in places they normally can't. Um, and so we've seen this really amazing rise in what we call branded entertainment, um, uh, which is brands producing original content that can mm-hmm. ladder up and compete with the likes of content that comes out of Hollywood studios. That's right? amazing. So this yep. is everything from the Lego movie to um, the Headspace series on Netflix mm-hmm. to many things in between. And we'll, we'll talk about some specific examples later. Yep. Uh, and so what Wattpad did was launch Wattpad brand originals. And so um, you did a bit of a quick intro earlier, but Wattpad is a social network of, of readers and writers, over 90 million monthly users. Yep. And we have over 100 billion, sorry, over 1 billion um, chapter uploads on the platform. So an, an infinite amount of stories, right. uh, literally books that have been serialized and, and, and written by our, our top writers. And we look at the data and essentially determine which of those um, top stories are appropriate mm-hmm. to be adapted into film series podcasts yeah we're taking that model to brands and saying brands jump in the producer's chair with us let's produce a short film together let's produce a podcast together let's produce a series together because this content might ladder up very specifically right. to your values and that's kind of the ethos of, of, of the work that we're doing i see i know it's exciting i was actually kind of experimenting and checking out your uh, app and what kind of strike struck me that uh, you know, the tremendous engagement you get, you know, you open a, a story and you see it pretty much on every second line, you know, million people are commenting and engaging, you know, that's kind of <laughs> amazing, you know, and you can see kind of their anticipation level for what's going to happen next. So, you know, that's definitely a new format for, a, you know, reading stories that uh, you actually ring it with other million people with you, basically. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, that, that's cool. Uh, before we dive deeper into the process again of how you do it, uh, maybe you st- tell us, you know, 
like your first view definition for visual storytelling in your mind? You've been in business for eight years now. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, visual storytelling broadly is, 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 is telling a brand narrative through, I, I, I would go a little bit further and say through audio, vi- audio or visual yep. um, tactics. So literally anything from an infographic all the way to a feature film. I think visual storytelling or audiovisual storytelling is, is quite broad. Yep. Uh, where I think there is a bit of confusion or misalignment is, is the difference between branded content and branded entertainment. Yeah, yeah. Which, which I think you, you may have a question about as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We definitely, first of all, I want to kind of acknowledge the fact that you also include audio into your definition because a lot of people think it's only visual media formats. And the way, like you, I tell to, you know, try to communicate this, this any, any kind of a story you envision in your mind coming to you from an audio podcast or a video, it's serving the same experience in a way. So that's why I think you're absolutely right, including audio. But to your point, uh, I know there's a, you know, if you look at the evolution of a brand integrated into entertainment content, you know, from the days of product placement, where, you know, I actually used to work for a product placement agency in my day, Mm -hmm. and I would receive scripts and, you know, with category of different product to integrate. So the story is already made and the brands is kind of an afterthought. So I'm kind of curious how you define branded entertainment, because I think, you know, this is a little bit different. Yeah, so for us, brand entertainment is, is true original content that is being financed or co-produced you know, with, with a brand partner with the purposes of entertaining an individual. Not, right. that, 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 that is objective number one. Of course, there, there may be uh, some light product integration um, and likely a lot of the brand will be wrapped around the whole experience, particularly if you're creating ancillary content or right. additional spots uh, or, or content that lives outside of the main, the main film or series that you're doing that will live in, in, in other areas uh, across digital or wherever it may be. So you, you get this larger halo effect around creating right. whether or not it's a brand funded film or a brand funded series, but the, the primary purpose needs to be entertained because you, to entertain um, your audience because you are competing with all the other forms of entertainment um, out there. You know, that combined like that versus branded content, which I think is a broad term, which is, which is useful is like every form of content um, that a brand is using to get across, you know, their kind of critical information or, or, or brand values or brand message or value proposition. So branded content would include things like infographics, newsletters, like more on the nose, um, informational podcasts. Uh, the list can kind of go on there, right? It's, it's, right. it's kind of the, the, the broad term, and then. Branded but I think, I think the boundary is is that it's not going to look like an ad. It's got to be a, a content that uh, lives on its own merits, pretty much. So yeah. that's kind of the distinction between brand yeah. content and you know all the. <laughs> The classic advertising, even native advertising, which is closer to branded uh, content, but then there is the switch. And then the brand entertainment, to your point, is even getting narrower because it's focusing on filmed entertainment, which are TV shows, films, and and that kind of... Exactly, right? Almost the difference is to like, to inform versus to entertain. Right, right. Now that's that's definitely making sense uh, in my mind. 
So when, when you talk about uh, in the program that you lead at uh, Wattpad, like brand originals, uh, can you give us a sense of what uh, the process uh, looks like? You know, National Geographic uh, comes to you and say what? Yeah, so, so to, to, to take a step back, they, there are two primary approaches we take when uh, a brand or partner comes to us and wants to create original content. Mm -hmm. One is, the, the, the first question is whether or not we want to leverage existing IP that is on the platform, okay. or if we want to create new IP. Oh, right? I so see. If, if a brand is looking to leverage existing IP, we work really closely with, with uh, Wattpad Webtoon Studios, uh, which is our studios division, um, and look to find content that is associated or aligned with the brand's values, right? So we may have a story on the platform um, called uh, uh, Saving Everest, which has really, really specific uh, themes around mental health and, and teenage mental health mm -hmm. um, challenges that that a story like that could make a lot of sense for a variety of brands um, mm -hmm. all over the world that are investing in in and 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 um, very involved in that cause, right? So that's that's a that's a clear um, um, process. Right. The other mm -hmm. model is brand comes to us and very specifically wants to create content around a particular theme or topic area. Uh, so, for example, you know we had Lionsgate work with us around their movie Wonder, and they wanted to create. Um, content that was um, and short films that were thematically aligned with yeah. the movie Wonder, which was uh, uh, the, the primary theme was kindness. And so then what we do is we put out a writing contest, enable our you know community of over 90 million monthly users to oh, submit wow. stories. <laughs> and then we essentially look at all the data, play back what we think are like the top stories from the contest. Mm -hmm and then work with the brand or the studio to select our favorites and then adapt it. And so in that scenario, I we see. adapted three, three short films. I see. So that, that's interesting. So either you kind of leveraging an existing content, uh, integrating maybe a, a branded a extra chapter, or you create net new whole uh, content from scratch. Uh, no, this is uh, making a lot of sense. And I actually checked uh, your website earlier and I saw uh, to your earlier comment about the studios that uh, the other part of the, the business is you guys operate uh, like any uh, media company that is producing books and influencer marketing management and you know other uh, you know pure uh, films to go through the normal distribution channel regarding of any brand. So you reach that point that you're sitting on this golden mine of, <laughs> of great uh, creative content that you can actually uh, repurpose in a variety of ways. So that's a uh, kind of amazing outside the brand partnership. Yeah, uh, what, 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 what makes the model particularly exciting mm -hmm. um, is, is the fact that we're more or less sitting on the largest uh, library, online library of original IP right. in the world, right? I mean, yes, we're, we're a UGC platform and- yep. As mentioned before, over a billion uh, chapters have been uploaded on the platform over, uh, you know, over the course of uh, our, our lifetime, uh, or the lifetime of the company. So it, it basically gives the infinite content to work with. But the, the amazing part is, like, when we are looking to adapt these stories, mm -hmm. they all have built, they all have built-in audiences. So I that see. that increases the chance and likelihood of success. Because if we are taking a top story and turning it into a theatrical film, like mm -hmm. we did with the series called After, right? 
we go and re-engage that audience once the film is about to be released, encouraging them to go see it in the theaters or go mm. check it out on a particular streamer or OTT. Um, so we already are kind of stacking the odds in our favor that yeah. that, that, that the, 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 the project is going to be a success because it's not like this piece of IP is kind of just um, appearing out of the ether. It's been co-created on the platform with community involvement and people that are heavily invested in the story and the writer uh, and the characters. And so uh, it certainly allows us to have a pretty high hit rate in terms of the projects that come out of our studios division and the projects that are coming out of our brand partnerships group. Yeah, I, I think, you know, I'm kind of thinking about this in my mind that unlike, uh, you know, if somebody is going to work with a publisher or, or a film studio to launch a new uh, film or a book, you know, you don't know what the audience reaction is going to be. In your case, you have a built-in uh, focus group in a way <laughs> that validating, you know, that the content is really effective. And I think that's the big difference uh, from the normal route, right? Yeah, exactly. 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 No, we're, we're, we're fortunate. I mean, the, the power is in the data because even mm -hmm. through the development process, we can look right. at the data and say, we want to leave this chapter in, not this chapter, but like chapter seven, paragraph four, a really important plot twist happened. That needs to be a focal point of the film adaptation or, or, or the series. Uh, so we're able to get to that level of granularity, which very much uh, allows for, for a very rich development process. Yeah. Yeah. So hold on to this thought about analytics. We're going to get back to it. But before, I'd love to see some examples. Maybe you can share of a project yeah. you worked on. That would yeah. be fantastic. So the, the, the Lionsgate Wonder example is one that, that is near and dear to mm -hmm. my heart. Um, uh, it was just the perfect example of kind of crowdsourced storytelling, yeah. really giving our community the uh, creative freedom to create stories around mm -hmm. like a broader theme of kindness that was very much linked to the release of the movie Wonder. Right. Uh, so we had three short films come out, uh, one of which was called Fuzzy Sparks, mm -hmm. which was a, a story actually from the point of view of a, of a puppy or, or, or a dog. Um, right. And I mean, I won't provide full spoilers. I'm sure we can link to the full version of it, but I'll, I'll, I'll show the first minute or two here. Um, okay, great. So share my screen. I didn't ask to be born. Yet, here I am, making the best of it. Better than that, making it good. It's not always wonderful experiencing the mud puddles, the loud, angry sounds that seem like too fast and too scary. But life, that fuzzy spark that makes me feel warm and hopeful, that's good. I know it is. I'm still a little wobbly, and I'm sorry about that. But I'm trying my best to make you proud, and I like it when you reach out. Somebody reached out before you did. I thought he was going to pet my head or scratch my ears. I think he got confused and hit me. But you... You didn't look confused. You're scratching my ears. 
I like you. You know, I didn't come from here. I came from somewhere else. And somebody, they left me here. And I know I don't look so good, but I will follow you anywhere. I think you're all the things a mud puddle's not. I didn't ask to be born. But if I had a choice, I think I probably would. Oh, wow. That was really cool. Yeah. Lots of emotion, a lot of empathy. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, and see, you know, I played the whole thing, and for the folks that watch or listen to this, I imagine most probably felt something through that 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 video or that short film, and that that really is the power of true narrative-based emotional storytelling, right? As, as you put people into a different headspace, and and right, the, the hope is, and then at the end when you see the te- the teaser for the movie you've watched thematic content, you're, you're excited to see another great, amazing, longer form, you know, movie around the theme of kindness. Right. Um, so yeah, we're really, really proud of that work and, 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 and are excited to do more of it. Yep. Yep. And, and you have examples of uh, where you actual, like you work with a company that maybe in the CPG space or that wanted to feature their brand narrative in a engaging. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so in the Philippines, we did some work with Unilever and Cornetto. Mm-hmm. And basically, uh, this was in the Philippines, and, and we used one of our top writers there mm-hmm. to essentially create a, a net new story. So it was new IP, um, uh, which was kind of a rom-com style story. I and see. it very much had this, had this community engagement model where mm-hmm. the writer would create a chapter, basically inform her audience that it could go down path A or path B, have the community comment and let her know which 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 path that they prefer the writer to take she'd then write chapter two same approach and that turned into like an eight an eight part an eight part uh i, I think it was actually a 10, 10 chapter story um it did so well and had so much engagement on the platform that we oh, worked wow. with with unilever uh and their media agency mindshare to actually have the story produced into a feature film um, so the feature film was then uh produced uh, distributed by viva films um ended up uh doing very, very well in the box office. Right. Um, uh, incredibly successful release, uh, ROI positive for, mm-hmm. for, for the brand. And um, yeah, also uh, won some great awards, a gold medal at the uh, Asia Pacific Media Festival. Oh, wow. um, so again, amazing mm-hmm. execution, uh, true crowdsourced kind of storytelling. Right. The community was brought along through the journey, and then they came out and showed up and and and, and watched the movie, uh, as did you know many many other folks. Um, and in that and in that scenario, there was like some very light uh, product integration of of the ice cream into the into the story and the and the movie. Got it. But but the brand was involved from day one in the creation, exactly. as opposed exactly. to coming later. <laughs> yeah yeah which exactly. is the case of well, product it was, placement, it, yeah. yeah it was in the original in the original story right so it wasn't direct to see it on the big screen i see no that, that's fantastic yeah and, and i'm kind of wondering you know there's a debate uh, in the sponsored film space that uh, that talks about uh, the kind of uh, the two options that brands are faced with on one hand they can create a uh, 
like a short film with branded content in it. But then again, they need to buy, you know, maybe fourth time its cost in media in order for it to, to get exposure. And then they get clicks and, and likes versus the other format, you know, like if you look at Patagonia films and, and you know, Johnson Johnson, you know, the 5B that we've talked about that actually taken the long form and they actually get disputed in the traditional approach first in film festivals, then get bought by streaming services. So the media component here is not playing a role because uh, once it's sold, uh, you know, the buyer is actually taking care of it. And in most cases, they even get a return of the investment. Uh, yeah, so it, it all comes back to what the goals and objectives and the KPIs right. of the client are. Right. If 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 a certain brand um, is looking to to generate positive ROI, then that mm -hmm. ch that changes the scope of the conversation, and that's that's never guaranteed. Right. Um, if the if the goal is to tell a very important story and message and mm -hmm. and and maximize reach and uh, and awareness of that message, you know, again, slightly different conversation. If 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 the goal is to maximize engagement in a particular theme and and and, and a particular piece of content. So that laddering up and, and having answers to those questions is really step one. because uh, then it determines are you gonna are you gonna distribute this on your own and operated channels? Are you gonna look to uh, sell it to um, uh, a streamer or, or, yeah. or another more traditional partner? Um, you know, are you going to make it available across multiple channels? Um, I see. So it, it, it really comes back to, to what the brand's goals are um, in a certain scenario. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a big believer in that, like, if it's a really strong piece mm -hmm. of emotional storytelling, um, ultimately it's going to find an appropriate place to live. Right. But it, it, it's, it, you know, it's tough for a brand to get sign off with just that kind of conviction, right? So you do have to kind of work closely with them and their partners to at least get a mm -hmm. sense of like what the plan is from a right. distribution standpoint. But yeah, it continues to be continues to be one of the challenges that we all face in this kind of brand entertainment world, which is like being able to secure distribution before the content is actually completed. Um, but we're, we're, we're getting there, I think, as right. we have these amazing case studies like 5B, uh, the cost of winning with Gillette, yeah. uh, many others kind of mm -hmm. come to fruition. It, it, it makes everyone's life easier because uh, you can point to these industry-wide examples of when this really strong storytelling um, mm -hmm. has resulted in very far-reaching distribution. Right. But, and to your point about the business goals, I would assume that uh, when you, if you're looking at the business objectives across the, the buyer's journey, you know, the top, at the top of the funnel, you know, business goals as awareness, some much more aligned towards long form, you know, distribution to streamers versus if you're looking for ROI or kind of more transactional results you know, short form could serve mm -hmm. you better because it's much more, you can push people to, you know, e-commerce storefront, whatever, you know, you're looking for it to achieve. Yeah. Yeah. I think there, I think where, where long form storytelling plays best is, is certainly like the middle of the funnel, right? Like a long form storytelling is going to change perception, consumer perception, brand right. rating, yeah. uh, brand consideration, purchase intent. That being said, you know, with, with, with the Cornetto example, Right. Mm -hmm. And that was the biggest thing that they did. And it was very clear. There was yep. double digit sales growth for Cornetto in the Philippines after mm -hmm. the release of that movie and that came right. out. 
So you could, we were, we were able to tie it all back together. Frankly, the agency did, um, but it, it, it can move those metrics. It's just. It's traditionally it assigned to yeah. more awareness it, it, play. Yeah, it's as much yeah. of an art as it is a science to like, yeah. you know, it's never going to be like you're running a, you know, uh, a direct add on, on, on a social network and be able to draw the, the clear line to ROI because you have view of the whole, uh, of the whole consumer journey and, 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 mm -hmm. and, and are able to attribute a transaction. Of course not, but, but uh, uh, there are many cases where you're able to show that this drove real business impact. I see. And, and when you actually work with a brand uh, on a branded entertainment project, I assume this is a, typically part of a larger campaign that they are pushing out. And are you strictly focusing on the film entertainment result or there are other activation within the Wattpad uh, platform like community contests, uh, integration, other stuff? Yeah, so the, often the conversations start uh, around more of our standard products. Mm -hmm. So, you know, at the end of the day, we have a very hyper-engaged audience that mm -hmm. spends, you know, on average 60 minutes per day on the platform when they log on. Yeah. And so a lot of our partners just want to engage with that audience through more traditional means, mm -hmm. which may just be uh, video or display advertising on the platform. Yeah which yep. we do with a lot of partners, mm -hmm. or they might want to take it one step further and engage with them just on platform through things like writing contests. Got so it. Branded writing contests are really uh, one of our core kind of uh, content products. We basically put up a prompt, um, invite the community to write short stories around that prompt. So it may be like, I think you've seen some of these case studies, but writing stories around the single use plastic issue um, yep. in partnership with National Geographic, where mm -hmm. we took the top stories and actually produced an ebook together. Right. Uh, writing um, stories, you know, writing a high school romance story in partnership with Netflix and the Kissing Booth, mm -hmm. um, you know, to writing stories featuring strong LGBT plus characters um, um, in, in sponsorship of, of Pride Month and Ben and Jerry's uh, and everything in between. So we, we do a lot of really fun activations. And yeah. the beauty is that because we are like a narrative based uh, platform and community is that you can have like a lot of a lot of fun with that. Um, yeah, for sure. So we've, been, we've been very fortunate to have like really innovative brand partners come on board and, 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 and run uh, campaigns like those that I had mentioned. Yeah, and I think that that goes back to the point that uh, you're really in a fortunate situation where your audience is uh, working also, uh, you know, pre-creation as a validation <laughs> feedback that it's actually great content to surface to the top, but also as, uh, you know, post-production for the activation. So it, you kind of uh, win on both sides of the journey. <laughs> exactly. Well, what's exciting <laughs> is that like when we've gotten to some of these conversations, which, which one like, I can't speak to just yet, but mm -hmm. we have a partner that like originally ran a, a, a larger contest with us. Right. And then we looked at the content that came out of it, the stories that came out of it. And then that allowed us to have a follow-on conversation around let's, let's produce a short film together. The, the IP see. that's come out of this contest is really great. We don't want this to be a, like a single one and done campaign. This should be a larger mm -hmm. multi-phase program. And so often the conversation, you know, uh, that's just that the, the contest is to stage one. And we, 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 we start it. talking about how, what, what more can we do with all of this uh, fantastic 
you know, all these fantastic stories that have been created. Uh, I and see. The, the conversation naturally evolves from there. Yeah, and it can extend it to influencers and a variety of other things that you can actually offshoot. You mentioned earlier about uh, the comprehensiveness of your data analytics, and I want to touch on it a little bit. So you mentioned earlier that uh, typically you get uh, two flavor of business goals, you know, those awareness uh, drive awareness uh, with a long form, most likely, but uh, then you have some RI-driven uh, objectives that are more transactional in nature that uh, could go either way, uh, short or long form. Uh, how do you, as part of the process working with, the, with brands, at the end of a campaign, what type of success metrics do you provide them? Yeah, so generally when we're doing a, a larger program, like soup to nuts from mm -hmm. media and, and writing contests on the platform all the way to short film. There's a variety of, of metrics that, 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 that we look at and data we look at. Of course, we look at larger impression data, yeah. like just what has the overall kind of reach of the, of the program been. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the media metrics are still very important to us and our, and our, and our brand partners. Mm -hmm. uh, then we often also look at, at in, engagement metrics. So how many people, yeah. Um, created stories, how many people read those stories, what was the overall time spent with the overall program. Then once we, um, you know, at that point, actually, we, we often do, you know, third-party studies, right, to validate that oh, okay, I see. A, a larger a larger program on the platform that involved influencers, a contest, paid media, maybe social mm -hmm. uh, promotion through our owned and operated, all of that in combination, what did that do from a, from a, lift or, or or not a lift from a brand consideration brand rating purchase intent standpoint mm -hmm. lastly when we're producing video content i mean we're, we're, we're of course looking at total views of of, of the video and and potentially like how much earned media it generated things like that right right so it's kind of the full you know umbrella from the yeah. first and impression and and how, yeah. how much we're going deep on those, again, is, is largely driven by the partner. Knowing what their KPIs are is where we'll focus our time and energy. Got it. And, and, and when you work with a brand and producing this creative content, because you, as you mentioned, it's a UGC platform, and I'm kind of imagining your team working almost like T-Brand Studio Get Creative on USA Today Network. They're basically working on brands to create a, great content and put it on their network you're doing the same with your team but i'm kind of wondering thinking out loud if the difference in your case is that uh, the creators are actually users so is your creative studio comprised of you know obviously wattpad people but when you're working for i don't know let's say disney and you want to kind of uh, you just identify this great story that's going to work well. So this creator is actually becoming part of your creative team or how does it work? Like the, the boundary between UGC and, and that you have like a professional studio. Yeah, no, it's a good, it's a good question. So all of the projects that come out of our studio uh, you know, are, are based off of stories and the writers on the platform. So mm -hmm. our studio has one-to-one -one relationships with all of our top writers which mm -hmm. we call our Wattpad stars. So I our see. Wattpad stars are essentially our, our influencer network. Mm -hmm. uh, these are our biggest writers that have hundreds of thousands of followers in, in many instances and have mm -hmm. really figured out how to 
write stories in this social mobile ecosystem involving crowd and, and engagement and, and community engagement and, and they've, mm -hmm. they've really figured all of that out and so every uh, most of the projects we do uh, are involving these these top writers certainly every brand project we do and there's constantly new writers that are entering the program because there's probably someone there's someone absolutely on the platform right now that we haven't discovered that's I probably see. writing something really fantastic that's you know, going to right. um, that's going to do quite well, and that's where the data comes in because the I studios see. team um, is constantly looking at the data around what what stories are gaining in popularity, what mm -hmm. stories are being highly engaged with on the platform, and then they're looking to talk to these writers and 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 and, and begin a one to one relationship with them if they don't if they don't already have one. I see, and, and from your experience working with these stars, do you? get the sense that they are 100% dedicated to Wattpad platform or they have other outside engagements like their own website when they're doing, you know, and other business related to their writing? Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's often pretty varied, right? Some of them are, 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 yeah. are working across other platforms. Mm -hmm. uh, some of them have done personal branding. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of these writers, I mean, they understand the, the, the need for self-promotion, right. right? Like they get to, that, that's the world we live in now in terms of yeah. a social, a social ecosystem. Right. So uh, the most important thing is that they're truly investing uh, time mm -hmm. and energy into their community on Wattpad. Right. Particularly when I hear of just new writers joining, um, um, uh, whether or not they're in my network or, or mm. otherwise, and it can't be like a set it and forget it model, right? Like right. When, you, when you write on Wattpad, you need to be investing in your audience, you need to be investing in the community. Yep. That's how you build engagement. Exactly. Um, because we are, we, we, we truly are, you know, a social network. I see. Got it. Cool. So what uh, exciting uh, next day. Uh chapter are you working on for branded entertainment for Wattpad? Yeah, there's, there's a few things in the, there's a few things in the mix that we can't speak to uh, in, 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 in too much detail, but certainly a handful of short film projects mm -hmm. uh, that uh, are coming up that hopefully we can announce in the coming mm -hmm. months, uh, as well as a longer form series that a brand partner mm -hmm. um, is hopefully going to get involved in. So unfortunately, I, I wish I could could, could provide details, but they'll be hopefully released soon, and we can we can share it with your audience once it goes public. But uh, a handful of, a handful of larger projects that we're looking to wrap up by the end of the year and do some fun fun announcements. So definitely a lot more to come from the brand originals side of the side of the business. Um, and yeah, I mean broadly speaking, right? Just overall looking to do more fun, engaging work with uh, some of the biggest brands in the world, mm -hmm. and particularly having conversations with them around the content on Wattpad that really um, aligns quite well with a lot of kind of social purpose and, and, and purpose-driven advertisers. I what see. We, what we realized on, on Wattpad is we're, we're, we're one of, you know, we're extremely safe, positive and inclusive platform mm -hmm. yep. where anyone can feel safe building and writing their story and building an audience. And, and that's something we're super proud of. And that's what makes us like a mission-driven company. And so, you know, when we have stories like Saving Everest or stories like I'm Gay Wizard, I mean, those are stories we're excited to share about to the world, share with partners, talk about with folks in Hollywood. Um, so, you know, there's, there's a, an endless amount of similar content on the platform that really tackles, uh, you know, important kind of topics and, and, and covers off the, you know, uh, the, 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 you know, the, the entire world. Right? Yeah. Um, and, and that's what excites us. And that's what excites uh, the team to when we're talking to talking to mm -hmm. our partners. So a lot more to come on that front as well.
Yeah, and I'm kind of curious because you've gained so much uh, deep expertise in working with brands and uh, creating uh, original IP with uh, these uh, top stars uh, that you basically provide an amazing uh, creative environment to thrive on. Have you any thoughts, you know, now another trend in the brand entertainment is kind of start your own streaming service, you know, like, <laughs> you know, Salesforce Plus or the other direction is just creating your own cable channel with the original content because, you know, it's one thing to sell it to the streamers, but over time you become so well-versed, you become the streamer yourself. <laughs> yeah, you're, 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 you're onto something there. Uh, so keep, keep, keep tabs on Wattpad, but I mean, we, uh, you know, we recognize the power of, of the amount of IP that's on the platform, the power of our data. Yeah. Uh, we were recently acquired by, by, by Naver. And so we have um, the mm-hmm. other kind of entertainment focused company in the Naver umbrella is Webtoon. So oh, Webtoon and Wattpad combined their studios. So we have even more access to original mm-hmm. IP than we've ever had before. So uh, can't really comment on whether or not we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll have a, a streamer, <laughs> but, but certainly you're going to see even more uh, adaptations come from the platform and even more brand funded projects come from the platform um, in 2022 and beyond. Well, well, that's exciting. So kind of to wrap it up for, you know, my audience, you know, marketer brand folks that are really on the fence or maybe about to decide uh, to get into brand part uh, entertainment, you know, what would you give them like your top three tips that they need to watch for? Yeah, I mean, if you, if you want to get into partnerships uh, or, 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 or more broadly kind of branded entertainment, mm-hmm. I think generally just staying on top of the industry and what's going on. So that's mm-hmm. everything from from just staying on top of the ad trades from ad yep. week, ad age to DigiDay and just know what's going on. Right. Uh, it's a, it's a fast moving space and, 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 and knowing the big projects that are coming down the pipe is, is, mm-hmm. is number one. The folks that are doing like true interesting things in the brand storytelling space is it's a smaller community than you'd think. Mm-hmm. Um, so network, 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 right? Yep. It, most people are probably a couple, one or two degrees uh, uh, of separation away. Yep. And then these still can be, can be a bit nebulous terms. So really understanding what like part of branded entertainment it is that like speaks to you and what part of the value chain you want to, partake in I think is important important conversation because like the partnership side and the BD side of it is just one it's the tip of the, the spear right right There's everything that goes on downstream from development to production to post-production distribution yeah. etc so there's yeah. many places to play in the in the ecosystem uh with for for with with folks with a variety of skill sets absolutely yeah I mean the way I'm kind of envisioning in my mind you know it's like you have the visual storytelling that we've started with which is kind of the full umbrella and then you kind of branch out to branded content that gives you more specific formats that you can integrate your brand. And then, you know, within this realm, you have the branded, uh, the brand partnerships that again, can give you more a variety of activations. And then the brand entertainment is just an offshoot to just focus on filmed uh, content. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of just to, because, you know, marketers are tend to kind of throw a lot of the uh, terminology. This is of why course. they're experts, so confusing everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. <laughs> so it's important to make the difference. All right, great. So thank you so much. And, you know, how can people actually reach out to, to you if they have any questions? 
Yeah, so if you want more information on, on Wattpad Brand Partnerships, you can go to brands.wattpad.com. Tons of information on, on the projects I mentioned today. Mm -hmm. If folks want to get a hold of me, uh, chris at wattpad.com, very easy. And you can also find me on LinkedIn, C. Stefanik. Uh, all those channels, I, I am easily contactable. So uh, reach out if any of this sounded uh, interesting or, or, or folks want to chat about Wattpad or branded entertainment at large, always, always happy to, to have a chat. That's brilliant. Thank you so much, Chris. I had so much fun, you know, learning and kind of going through the journey of uh, how you guys build this uh, powerhouse of uh, branded partnerships and especially the branded entertainment piece. It's really fascinating work and it's great to see that people are thriving in this space uh, and really kind of waving the gospel of visual storytelling in a way that, you know, you got to communicate differently these days. You know, those days of just interruption marketing is, there's some place to kind of remind people, but, you know, if you really want to move people emotionally, you want to go with the deeper content. So thank you so much. Thanks, I had a great time. And for all of you listening and watching, you know, we'll see you in the next episode of the Visual Storytelling Today podcast. Thank you. Visual Storytelling Today is recorded in Miami, Florida. The show is published exclusively by Visual Storytelling Institute. Learn more at visualstorytell.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on the iTunes Store. Until next time, don't let your big story wait to be told. <laughs>